We've returned for episode five. People thought we wouldn't make it this far. And by people, I mean the two people yeah. across from me. <laughs> to my yeah, left, we have Alex. said we wouldn't make it. And? And we did. <laughs> We've made it to episode five. <laughs> Do you want to introduce yourself while I introduce you? Do you need no I, introduction? I need, I need no introduction. Okay, great. Alex is here. And to my right, we have Owen. And I am your host, Chris. Let's jump straight off into something. The cliff? We'll jump straight off the cliff. Where do we start? Do we start with World Cup? What's the most pressing thing? Basketball. Let's start with the NBA Finals. Mm. As of recording, this morning at 5am, the NBA Finals finished. Speak for yourself. Well, this is true, but I'm not really mourning the Heat's loss. I'm mourning the loss of Dwayne Wade. The end of the season, and also the loss of the reason I watch basketball. The reason I love it. It's gonna be good, but the reason I watch it is Dwayne Wade, and he was—he wasn't good. He was not good. He was old, you might say. Yeah, he was quite old. Even though he's the same age as Bosch. No, he's two years older than Chris Bosch. LeBron. Three years older than LeBron, at least. TP. Uh, probably older than Tony Parker as well. Manu. I uh, no, he's not older than Manu. Timmy. No. So you just named all the players in that series that really are anyway relevant. <laughs> Let's start off with the most pressing issue to me is who was awarded the finals MVP? And mm. he should not have been awarded the finals MVP, in my opinion. The claw. Kawhi Leonard was awarded yeah. the finals MVP. Yeah. He fouled out in game two, and there are five games in the series, and he wasn't spectacular in game one. You might, who do you think should have got it? I think Manu should have got it. One point I'd make, I don't disagree with Manu being a great guy, but... Um, being a great guy. Do you, do a you great disagree player. Yeah. Well, I think the series really changed when Kawhi played well. Yeah, but Kawhi is a role player. I know nah. role players have won the finals M- MVPs he before. He shut down LeBron enough to shut He didn't down really shut down LeBron enough. Well, he kept him more quiet than usual. He had like 30 last night. Most of that was in the first quarter. Okay, but I just don't see how... If you put Kawhi on a different team... Okay, first of all, the Spurs, I think, that was the best finals performance in a long, long time. It's because I just think they were so well drilled dominant, o- offensively. Basically. The system... I know I know. we talk about Pop and the system... And that's that's the main narrative when it comes to the Spurs. But they were just dominant, and it wasn't because they had, really they had better players. It's because all their players just moved up to a level because of how well they were trained and how well they were coached. Yeah, they Co- just looked better each game. Yeah. I saw they looked a yeah. better team. It, they just scored every. I know, but and it was incredible. And the Heat did nothing. I mean, why aren't they running any plays? Why are they just running these stagnant sets with five? They hours? seem to be exceptional threes as well. But Bizarrely it's exceptional. But they get so much. I know, yeah. So much space. 
Is that just luck? Is it just... No, it's it's because the system they run is a read-and-react offense, right? Instead of what generally happens in basketball is the point guard, whoever's bringing the ball up, initiates whatever set they're going to run. Maybe they don't run a set if it's a fast break at all, they just see what's there. Maybe sometimes they push the ball in semi-transition, and if there's an obvious matchup, i.e. LeBron is being guarded by Tony Parker because they've all sprinted down the court and they haven't had time to get to who wants to guard who, they just exploit it, so they just pass the ball to LeBron in the post, or vice versa, they pass the ball to Kawhi being guarded by Mario Chalmers. The Spurs run what's called a read and react offense, which means that generally they don't have a point guard that walks the ball up, starts calling out plays and twiddling his hand. It means one person makes a cut, generally the point guard. So Tony Parker would pass the ball off at the top, runs a shallow cut across the three-point line, that initiates something. Initiates another backdoor cut, a zipper cut, a UCLA cut, whatever it is, mm. and they move they move into their, their offense flows from there, which means there's not as much time for the Heat's defense to get ready. Lots of people almost compare to the total football. Of the Dutch teams, yeah. Yeah, just because it's so flowing. Yeah, so so fluent and so very nice to watch. Yeah. Okay, it's not that you can't appreciate it that much as you watch the game, really, but when you we slow it down and you break it down, you look at exactly what's happening here. It's It's phenomenal to look at. The problem, though, with the read and react offense and why I thought the Spurs were going to have more of a difficulty in this series was because sometimes you need the players to guess exactly. They need to know that this particular cut or move made by Tony Parker or Danny Green or Manu, who's bringing the ball up, initiates this exact play. The first maybe five minutes, they didn't get any points. This is in game five. Yeah, yeah. and I that's probably because they're just cold and they won't make them the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. As soon as they tune in, though, it's just... Unstoppable. And I wouldn't say that so much. I would just say they missed makeable shots. Uh, and Jeff Van Gundy saying on the on the broadcast, you know, sometimes a great defense needs people just missing makeable shots. And I think that's what got the Heat out to that nice run at the start, but they couldn't hang on to it. And honestly, the Heat treaded water. When LeBron was off the court, they had no chance. When you saw Beasley come in, yeah, that's it. That's it. It's gone. I mean, people were maybe jokingly calling for maybe a bit of Beasley in the Indiana series, but <laughs> for God's sake, that was that was terrible. The Heat are done. Why did they take him off? They have to. LeBron needs some rest. rest. Yeah. yeah, he can't play forty-eight minutes. He probably could, but maybe not this late into the season. They've gone to four straight finals. It's a lot of games, and he had the the Olympics in the middle of that. So LeBron's had a lot of minutes, but LeBron needs help. Dwayne Wade was really, really poor. One feature of I think San Antonio's season was they just rested the key players. Yeah. throughout the regular season well to be fair LeBron doesn't need as much rest as, as Manu and and, mm. and uh, Tim Duncan I, I think the narrative is twisted you know there's there's often these these corners that are turned in a sport I think okay there was the in recent memory now there was the big three getting together in Boston was obviously a big change that kind of turned the corner okay after that though in 2009 KG was injured so that team didn't get back to the finals after they'd won in 08 so the Lakers won in 09, and then in 2010, it was kind of, you know, give or take, and Kobe had some some sort of games, and <laughs> they pulled it out in seven. Then the big three get together at the end of 2010. Obviously, a corner's been turned. That season, though, they don't start off well. I don't see that as another turning point. I just see that as kind of what was bound to happen. Derek Rose's, I wouldn't say resurgence, his is coming out that year in 2011. Yeah. He wins MVP. MVP season. And LeBron and the Heat, the big three, with Dwayne Wade playing great in that year. They still go through that team, and then they lose to Dallas. I feel like that Dallas performance in 2011 was very similar to this one we've just seen the Spurs this year. Every player on that team just had a phenomenal series. I'm not sure if it's still a turning point. I'm not sure if if the Heat losing has been a turning point. Maybe it is. Then, obviously, the next big one is Derrick Rose goes down in 2012. 
I mean, we don't know how that those playoffs would have played out had Eric Rose not go down, but the Heat win the championship next year. Big streak streak for the Heat, the Heat get Ray Allen, yada, yada, yada. They continue it, and they beat the Spurs eventually in Game 7. But I think the Heat losing this year is a big turning point in the league, and it'll be very interesting mm-hmm. to see what happens. Do you think LeBron will pack his bags, head off to a sunny location? <laughs> I think Dwayne Wade needs to take a pay cut. What do you make of these... Mellow to Miami rumors? Yeah, internet rumors. <laughs> Pat Riley would be the one to do it if anyone was going to do it. I'm not sure how I feel about that as a fan. It's less defense. Is it really? I mean, they had Richard playing that position. <clears throat> they need to sign a big center, a, a, a young center. I mean, I, I was looking at the free agent market. I mean, they're not going to sign Marcin Gortat, but we know that people potentially are coming off their books. Thank Chalmers, Buddy is retiring. Ray Allen maybe maybe retiring. And, you know, I mean, there's Beasley and Odin. You can I think clear some capper in there. You can expect the Heat maybe not to make the finals next season unless something I know big this happens strange, in the off season I guess the East is so bad I think no matter what the Heat are going to make the finals next year I know this is a big bet and I, I was mulling this over last night after the game I'm positive I'm not sure if they'll win it all I am positive the Heat will make the finals in some incarnation next year I know this is stupid because I maybe should make this prediction at the start of next season when I know what this team will be like but I have a feeling the Heat are going to make the finals next year. It obviously won't be the same team, I don't think. You say this as a, as a fan, though, not maybe an no, outside. No, I say this as a gut feeling. To be fair, my last gut feeling was that last night after LeBron opened up with that stone face, we had a little bit of 2012 against the Celtics Game 6. You had a little bit of stone face LeBron there. I actually thought for a while there the Heat are going to actually they're going to pull this out. But obviously <laughs> no. they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> obviously, it's, I think, quite likely Timmy's going to leave now. You think so? He looked quite emotional last night. Mm-hmm. It'd be tough to put his body through this again. Mm-hmm. I still think San Antonio... Oh, 35 or something? He's 38. 38, oh, 38 yeah. Yeah. I still think they're probably a good enough team without him to at least go deep in the playoffs and possibly mm-hmm. even make the finals again. I'm not so sure about that. No? No, I'm not so sure about that at all. That pivotal stretch, I think, towards the end of the in the second quarter was a lot of Tim Duncan post-up moves but that was and just let him go to work. On Haslam, yeah. But no, same, no, 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 in the second half. Was Haslam in the second yeah, half? The yeah. second quarter? Yes, that was Haslam, I think. Okay. I think Apart from that, all they have are like three guys shooting trees. Yeah. And they're going to miss them eventually. <laughs> I don't know. Pop could come up with something crazy. I'd love to see. I was thinking about this when I was watching no, the World Cup. I'd love to see Pop run that, like, a, like draw up a corner or play from a set piece in football, mm. in, in, in soccer. I saw that one. I was watching one game. I think I've been. Was it Switzerland? Uh-huh. But some team in a set piece, like a free kick or corner, they had some kind of a, a screen. Yeah, going. I would love to see Pop drop an elevator play. I guess that it's closes kind of, the doors and gets an open header for I somebody. Think it's be, it might be illegal in football because they're not supposed to like yeah bang people, obstruct people, yeah. bang them out. So it probably won't work. But yeah, I don't know. I thought that would be cool. Um, we'll, we'll move on to the World Cup later. Well, I think the best team won. How much of it was the Heat being bad? And I think it was the heat, I think it was the Heat being uh, the sorry the Spurs being amazing. If you put the San Antonio Spurs in a time machine mm-hmm. this time last year mm-hmm. come to game six would they win? Coming up to that particular game six or just coming up to the finals in general? Finals in general. I texted you this last night I think the the adjustments the Spurs made this year that Pop made this year were uh, incredible. Boris Dia was unreal. <laughs> I know this sounds strange he's the Swiss army knife as everyone says of the NBA he can do everything <laughs> except run and jump but he was unreal. He led the finals in assists Boris Dia a guy who was waived from the Bobcats two years ago. Has the past of the postseason. 
in that little behind the back no look to yeah. Kawhi Tisbilder that was good let's talk about something that the media will actually talk about here <gasps> let's talk about LeBron and LeBron's legacy I haven't I haven't looked at any media anything at all yet I haven't looked at anything I don't know what the storylines coming out of this this are uh, I don't know how how this is going to break down what people think but LeBron played very very well in that series and he just couldn't do it all himself he couldn't do it all. It's simple as that. LeBron was really, really no good. No one else stepped up. Really. No one else played well. Rashard Lewis played well <laughs> through the Indiana series. <laughs> Rashard Lewis was probably the Heat's second best player throughout that series. But I think Dwayne Wade needs to take a lesser role and Chris Bosh needs to take a greater role. Chris Bosh can't now be relegated to the third wheel. Yeah, he they needs really to need be. to change up, definitely. Yeah, they need to mix it up. But I think on the LeBron subject, I think uh, in terms of career trajectory, LeBron, had he won it this, this year... He would have really been up there. But I think uh, LeBron's legacy is... It's affected by this. He's he's three... He's Sorry, he's two of five in finals appearances. He's lost three times and only won twice. I don't think that's a big deal. What do people say to you, Michael Jordan? Maybe well? people... These guys... They're often just too obsessed with these weird stats, like... But what if they said to you, Michael... Tim Duncan's won, uh, you know, a championship in each... In three different decades, all yeah. this kind of stuff. Like, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> well, I think it's... I think it speaks to his longevity, like, Because he just happened to win at the end of, of, of like, of the 90s. 90s. Yeah, it's like... It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's a good point. You're obsessed with stats in the NBA, apparently. But we do know that LeBron needs to win three to four titles to really consolidate his legacy. <laughs> the talk for ever since he was entered the league was, "Is this the next Michael Jordan?" So people are always going to say this guy needs six six rings and he needs five MVPs. If we're even to discuss this, what is he now? He's at four MVPs, two titles, and two Finals MVPs. MJ, I saw this on Twitter. They put up like a like a graphic showing all the trophies they'd won. MJ has six Finals MVPs, six trophies, and five MVPs, five regular season MVPs. What do you make of his off course? Behavior because he's, LeBron, yeah, he seemed very in terms of his legacy or in terms of after just this, this, finals, just this, yeah, the past week. So he seemed very passe, kind of. I know he played great, he carried Miami, yeah, but at the same time, he seemed very kind of, oh, I don't really give a crap, whatever. It's just a basketball game, blah blah blah. It almost seemed like, did he say that? Well, I thought he said history is made to be broken or no, something. No, he said something like, oh, it's just basketball. When I think that's one this? quote I saw on ESPN yesterday. There's some quotes saying, oh, it's just basketball at the end of the day. Well, they kept cutting to him on the bench, bench last night when he was having minutes, mm. when he was sitting for minutes. and He wasn't impressed. He wasn't impressed at all. I w- I'd love to know what he's thinking. I don't think he moves, I, but I think there's a big going to be a big, big rejig there. If he moves, all the internet hate he gets now yeah. must intensify. I think, though, if he stays, he can't get hate from this series. He can't get it. He can't be... He played too well, well in this yeah, series. At least annoyed that he has to support the entire team. Yeah. No, of course. Sure, but he's used to doing that and, in Cleveland. Yeah, of course, but... And he dumped Cleveland because yeah. he was so depressed. Yeah, but I, I no, he, he didn't look impressed. I, I know MJ won titles until he was 35, but how much more of LeBron realistically are oh, we going to get? He looked... He's 29. He looked kind of old at times during that series. He looked... I, he looked old in the cramp game. He looked... No, no, I mean, old in the way he played just on the bench, he, he looked older. He's not the sort of the young, you know, long, and skinny guy that we, we He had we a great first 10 minutes yesterday. Mm-hmm. And then he just looked... I don't even know if it's just the defence. He looked so tired, basically. Yeah, well, he's he, entitled he to be tired. Steam. Yeah. <clears throat> Look, I, I think LeBron carried them in this particular series, but I, I'm not sure what we can say bad against him. Does Spogo? I'm, I'm wondering about that, because when you look at it... 
sometimes the Heat have unbelievable plays drawn up for them, and they they really they don't run. They just didn't. They don't run anything. They don't run enough plays. They just play this stagnant five out, five men across the perimeter with Chris Bosh. Now he's totally embraced the three pointer. They don't even play four out one in. You know they don't play try to play with with Chris Bosh on the inside. I know this was never their identity, but because they didn't have like a a Dwight Howard type that could play that four one that was successful in two thousand nine, but. I don't know what it is. They just don't seem to run plays. They don't seem to run. In game two, it was the 1-3 pick and roll with, with LeBron and Chalmers that was actually successful and that was successful last year in game six that t- turned that series for them. I, I don't know. I'm not sure if it is Bolster or if it's just the team or what. I, I don't know. They need more players, new players. Ones they can rely on, essentially. Mm. They have LeBron, potentially Chris Bosh a lot of the time. but Yeah, but if you put San Antonio players, if you took Kawhi, okay, maybe Kawhi's a bad example because he's obviously going to give you something defensively. If you swapped Rashad Lewis for Boris Dio and Paddy Mills for Norris Cole, but is there going to be that much of a difference? I think it's just the system. I think it's the system as the well. The system suited. I mean, I think Pop, if he could be an MVP, he should have. Of course. I don't know. He scouted players and he crafted his players' talents. Yeah. Just to work so well with each other. Yeah. And I think the big... We, we stand- love Greg Pavlovich in this podcast. The big, at least for me, feature was how they didn't need one amazing player. No, Because they could all... just stand- One guy might stand up for one game. He got the TP game. Was that game three? He played pretty well. Tony Parker. Yeah. Man who had some great moments. One guy didn't have to like stand up and yeah. carry the squad. Of course not. But I think that's a feature of, of an NBA superstar is that... They essentially, I know this is sounds strange, but they're able to hit mid-range two-pointers when now the defense is skewed towards taking everything else away. But that, a real NBA player, or a superstar is one that is defined by, essentially, if they are the best player on a team, what Greg Popovich will do on defense, uh, scheme against that player on defense. Just as he did with LeBron last year, and LeBron eventually stepped up. You know, Kobe would have done the same had, had Kobe been in that position. Okay, Michael was so good, we don't know, but... You know, maybe D-Wade in his prime. Would that have been what Pop had done? Would he have made... Try to make Dwayne Wade uh, hit mid-range jumpers? He didn't do it this... You know, he didn't do it this time, and that's probably what the Spurs gave him, but the Spurs also know that Dwayne Wade is not a good three-point shooter. It's a, it's a momentous... A momentous off-season. I'm kind of sad it's over. And a little bit... It's a little bit anticlimactic. I was looking forward to this season, but I think my favourite player is, 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 is well past his sell-by date. Did Greg Oden, would he have made a big Uh, difference in this series? Of course. Did he play much? He didn't play at all. Yeah. Well, that's where they were going wrong. Of course. (laughs) Let's move on. Let's move on. I've I've talked about this enough. It's just making me more and more upset. Uh, Let's move on to the World Cup. Yeah, because I feel bad. Basically, your sporting season finishes now. Yeah. We used to have the World Cup. Yeah. And I used to have the cycling. Yeah. GAA. Tennis. So I'm yeah, tennis. So I'm, se- I'm set for another couple of weeks. Yeah, you're just screwed. Yeah, I know. I mean, I I like the World Cup. I was watching France Honduras last night, and honestly, violent France violent Honduras. game, a violent game. And um, <laughs> I, I wasn't I wasn't turned on. And then when I when I when I after the Argentinian Argentinian match at eleven against Bosnia, after that finished up, I wasn't. That's the letdown. Yeah, and then I go, put, go, by, go, I put go, on the NBA the finals, and then I I know it's the finals, but. The World Cup is kind of on stage with the finals, and I just thought this game is so much better. I enjoy this game so much more. At the same time, though, you missed the best game thus far the World Cup, which is the Spain Netherlands. Yeah, one feature, as I see it, of sporting world at the moment is how the champions are falling. Yeah, Miami, 
just destroyed by San I sent Antonio. you this text, yeah. Spain just got outclassed yeah. by the Netherlands. Well, I wouldn't, yeah. I mean, I that's just one match. Well, yeah, but they just got played off the pitch. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's one It's an era game. of change in sport. Yeah. It's interesting, though. Yeah, it's, Federer, it's exciting. Federer is, is, Federer is nothing gone. like he used to be. Yeah, but to be fair, our man crush on Federer is... Uh, uh, it'll, it'll live I on well past Federer. his prime we love, and we love Rafael Nadal, Nadal and Djokovic have long overcome him mm. but um, even flipping he's not even getting to the semi-finals or anything now. and he had a tough French Open look I know nothing about tennis so maybe this is no? the portion where I'll be really quiet <laughs> <laughs> continue sorry <laughs> I didn't mean to stop you but and then snooker um, Ronnie O'Sullivan is still going strong. Yeah, we have a man yeah. crush on Ronnie O'Sullivan as well. Yeah. I, won, have a, I have a tangential two, knowledge of two all these sports. Two World Cup or World Championships in a row, even though he's like 34, 35. Mm. To be fair, how much does age really affect you in snooker? That's true. Does the st- oh, ball and well, soccer joint in the shoulder get does. a bit It barely get a does. Bit rusty, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, <laughs> I don't know exactly what they have to do, but apparently it's, it's, it, you need to be on. You need to be lubricated. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I like Ronnie O'Sullivan. I don't know. I don't know much about any of these sports, tennis or. But I know I like Roger Federer and I like Ronnie mm. O'Sullivan. They're just yeah, kind of swish. Yeah. Wimbledon oh, is yeah, Monday this day week, I believe. Um, Should be exciting. Murray won last year. Hasn't played all that well. I don't know. I, I don't like him. No. <laughs> he's he's uh, not Roger Federer. No, he's not. I I like how I, um mm. the British press love him when yeah. he's winning. As soon as he loses, they say, "Oh, the Scottish just, tennis player has he's lost quite the game." Un- uncharismatic. <laughs> I, I don't I just don't really like him. He he isn't he isn't blessed with the gab. What do you mean? As in he's not a great personality. He doesn't mm. kind of move yeah. audiences by his speaking. Well, yeah, not even that. He just Andy he, looks, he always looks really pissed off, and he's just like, yeah, he's oh, I'm a ginger. Oh. I'm, I'm Scottish and boring. <laughs> he's not, he's not ginger. <laughs> Is he? <laughs> Andy Murray? No, he's brown. Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> we somehow moved off the World Cup. Yeah, let's get back to it. Um, disappointing World Cup so far. Whoa, whoa! Take it so, easy. Uh, this is. Uh, yeah, I'm going to talk most, about. A, it's a lot more attacking than South Africa. We have a something like 37 goals in 11 matches. Yeah, it's an average of like three point something goals per yeah, game. I heard it's pretty oh, exciting. Um, I want to go back to the fact that it's. I'm a little bit disappointed by it in a second, but I want to actually talk about uh, quantitatively about. Qualitatively, quantitatively, qualitatively. I want to talk substantively about the World Cup. <laughs> um, I, so I was watching this France, as I said, the France and Giros game, and as you said, it was a rather uh, rough and tumble <laughs> the game, to put it lightly. But there was a moment where Patrice Evra fouled maybe the Honduran right winger, who there was piles of space behind Evra and Evra knew he was oh, going to yeah. get back. Espinosa, wasn't Espinosa, and he just knocks him on the shins and he falls over, and then. Patrice Everett goes down in a crump, yeah, in, in a heap. I saw. Did that, he yeah. get a yellow for that? He did. I think so. But and he was rolling around. I want, I want these guys to know that no matter how much they roll around the ground, it's not going to make a difference to the ref. I, I saw. I want it. them to get. I want them literally. <laughs> sorry, I want them to get down there, roll around, and as soon as they realise it's not making a difference, just to get up and say, "Yep, I faked it. I just totally faked that. I, I wasn't being serious." And they just walk <laughs> off. I just say, "Yep, this is part of the game now. We roll around on the floor for to get what we want, and then just get up and move on." Instead of him limping away after no, when no. he got up. I oh, think you've been a little bit you've been a little bit unfair to ever. This, I mean, I do. Well, agree he with you. kicked him in the shins. No, what? but I t- at the same time, he did bang. He looked like he got a dead leg. Did he get a dead? How did he get a dead leg? Because the way it followed through, his his thigh smacked off oh, the other guy's knee. I mean, at least on commentary, they just say, okay, okay yeah, fair fine. Enough. So that dead one leg. example. What about wait? What about Wilson, was it Wilson Palacios that fouled uh, Paul Pogba? That was so stupid. Wilson Palacios 
went and lay down in a stretcher. Mm. Sorry, that's very loud. He lay down in the stretcher <laughs> and then he got up out of the out of the stretcher. Was, I almost saw there. That was a joke. That was unbelievable. I just I want them to, yeah. like he was trying to avoid getting a red card. I get it. Also, Plasios had among like the worst ten minutes of football I've ever seen. He he stamps on Pogba three times. Should have been sent off. Probably Pogba too. And then the penalty was such a bad decision. I mean, from Palacios. Yeah. But I just can't get over this guy lying down on the ground. And lying down in the stretcher and yeah. then getting out of the stretcher. Come well, on. Well, when, they, when, they're, when they're faking, it's like, oh, mm. who's dying there? Wilson Lazarus Palacios, for God's sake. It's mm. ridiculous. I think the bad culprits of this are Pepe. Pepe's always doing this. Pepe. Ramos. Busquets. I mean, there's some players whose reputation precedes them in terms of diving, which is now just D-Wade-esque, you might say. Don't say that. That's that's not funny. I just want to say, I like the French the French uh, jerseys. Do you like those? Yeah, fresh. Really nice, really nice minimalistic design. I haven't design. seen them, I haven't heard about them. No. <laughs> They're nice. Not a bad team as well. You think, what do you what think What do they make France? of the... Um, I think there hasn't been a standout team. I didn't see the Italy-England match. I guess it's one game in, it's too early to judge. Okay. And if you look at, who won it last time? Spain. They lost their first game. The year before the Italy lost their first game. Yeah, but so they, didn't, they didn't lose it in pathetic fashion. No, I mean, I, I think, I mean, it wasn't, I don't know how big a surprise it was because lots of people are at least suggesting Spain might struggle to make it out of the group. Mm-hmm. And Chile didn't play amazingly against Australia, but they do look a, a top team. So, I mean, Spain could be going home quite soon. Mm, but the question I was going to ask is, just to go back quickly, the big thing right away from the France-Honduras match was goal line technology. Yeah. What do you make of it? I think it's necessary. I mean, I think back to the, the Frank Lampard against Germany yeah. incident of uh, 2010. I mean, wh- why is this Why is this a big deal? I know, it's, it's just momentous. The first time it was used in a World But, like, why is, that, why is that a big deal? Like, why does it have to be momentous? It, it's everyone, I think it was universally agreed that this is highly, highly necessary yeah. in the sport. And yet there's some people online suggesting it wasn't actually a goal. It wasn't totally clear if the ball crossed the line. I think it was pretty clear. Yeah. Well, no, that's the thing. Some people suggested. I I would tend to agree with you. I haven't, I didn't see the the Spain-Netherlands match, as I said, but is it just me or are all the goals of this World Cup kind of crappy? <laughs> Whoa, Van Persie's goal. Yeah, okay, I didn't see that. You told me that was good. but like, the, oh, Actually, most of the Dutch goals, Robin got two great, great goals in that match as well. Okay, the Brazil opening match. Let down. Ne- yeah, so Neymar had a really weird goal that kind of just kind of barely dribbled past the goalkeeper. Yeah. It was an own goal for Croatia. The, the Neymar's penalty was terrible. It should have been saved. And Oscar's goal. Well, that was quite was a good. toe poke. Like, yeah, but it was kind of like yeah. uh. then bad keeping. Last night, Argentina. Messi's goal. That was good. Was nice, but it took a deflection. I wouldn't have gone in had not no, taken that I little deflection. Deflection. Um, the first sure. goal was an own goal, and what was the there was an equal? I didn't see, I didn't see the equalizer or the, the 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 goal that got back. I haven't seen it yet, but supposedly the Japan goal against the Ivory Coast was supposed to be pretty top notch. Right, I want to uh, I want to formally apologise to you on on air uh, <laughs> for uh, royally uh, screwing screwing you in in your uh, in your last man cup. standing whatever yeah yeah. So you're, I, I'm you're looking forward guy. to this. Oh, you're really good. They were goal up after a penalty against Costa Rica. And then second half is got blown away, basically. I mean, mm-hmm. Costa Rica looked pretty good. I mean, they could make it out of their group now. It's a tough group for them because England, Italy as well. 
other two teams. I think England need to like not not tank in an NBA sense, but they need to just go to the young guys and see what the young guys can do. Give them tons of experience, like a young team going into the NBA playoffs. Just play the the young guys that aren't going to stay, that aren't going to be around much longer. I mean, you're not going to you're not going to win. You're not going to make the the Eastern Conference Finals as such. Just let the young guys have have a bit of fun. See what they can do. Sterling was excellent. Sterling is good. What do you make of Wayne though? He shouldn't be playing. Wayne Rooney should not be playing. I I think it's Wayne Rooney is one of the biggest disappointments. Hodgson Hodgson played Ever. him out of position, which. But mean, what is his position? This is like Stevie G all over again. No, he should what be is playing, his real position? Well, he's not a winger. He's a striker. He was playing the left wing, which isn't his natural. Even for United, yeah, but, he won't tend to play. Okay, that position. but why would you play Rooney over Sturridge? Better no, record. I serious? mean, Sturridge usually won't play on his own up front. Sturridge is in much better form. Oh, that's that's a big point, yeah. Rooney's record is only in qualification games. Well, no, apart yeah. from when he was seventeen, 18. he hasn't had a good tournament. Eighteen, he hasn't had a good tournament in any European or World Cup. Yeah, that's true. He's had a tough time, but I still think there's potential for him to win a game for England if played correctly. As I said earlier, this World Cup has been a bit of a a bit of a letdown for me. Mm. So I wanted to segue in, into a more general topic because we're, we're being quite specific this episode. Mm, yeah. I want to talk about um, how anticipation... I don't speak or I don't, or I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, I'm sorry. Uh, how, because of the way we consume things these days, media, and we consume, we are starting to consume different media, different mediums, different media in different ways, how anticipation and, and lead up and coverage prior to an event and the build-up is now become such a crucial part of a lot of sporting events and a lot of the things we do that it's actually... Either it is contributing to making these events less enjoyable than they would have been because there's so much exposure and there's so much kind of countdown and, and festival as we move into these events. That's true. It's I mean, can we blame this on the internet again, like we did last week? <laughs> can we blame this all on the internet? Well, I think mm-hmm. it's... It's the job of like television stations mm-hmm. to big up the World Cup, of course, or bigger Wimbledon or the NBA Finals. So what we're saying is they do that money. and they get money. It's they, all money. Yeah, money, money. They have to sell the product. People don't need to sell the World Cup at this stage. It's impossible not to get excited. The first game of the World it's... Cup. I think though the point I was trying to make, if I can go back to the the broad sweeping generalizations I like to make on this podcast. Maybe it's me that anticipation and uh, and nostalgia are are better than reality. Is that fair to say? Is this going back to a video game? Kind of, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I was just thinking of the I was reliving the the E3 experience that we talked about in length last week. Why is this a bad thing? I heard people criticizing, you know, the way we look at these things. You know, it's so much anticipation. But I like that. I think I like I like building bigging up a game before it because maybe that's if it's not going to be. Maybe it wasn't going to live up to, up, up to what I thought it would be anyway. So maybe just getting those screenshots by screenshots and and hearing various trickles of information about the about the game, about what's going to be new, what's changed, how it looks, all this sort of thing, is actually more fun than playing the thing itself. I think that's the way I am. And I think they're looking back at other stuff. I don't want to. We talked. The two of us talked about this. Maybe don't go back and, and try to recreate that experience. Just let the let the memory be. Enjoy the memory by itself and and. You know, kind of play the play the anticipation game, play the bigging it up game, play the trying to absorb it in all, from all media sources. But it, and get it excited. always ends up being the case that it it never lives up. Yeah, but I, I'm going to say maybe maybe for me, it's never going to live up. When was the last time there's a good sequel to anything? Uncharted two. Really? 
That's true. But you didn't play the first game. I did. I've watched Beverly Hills Cop 2. I can think Toy Story 2 is uh, one that stands out for me. <laughs> Toy, Toy Story 2. That was a good film. I think... Um, yeah. I think as good as the first, though. Yeah, yeah, but that's the point, yeah. No, no, but sequels... Are you saying there's never been a sequel better than the main one? Than the original? I think so. I, well, no, I mean, I'm not... Yeah, the original some... has to be good. So what you're saying is there's never been a sequel that's lived up to the original. Well, that's never... Because there are often sequels that are far better than the original. And it's because the original, when we look back at it, it is unappreciated in its time. And then the second one was massive because it was really, you know, it was really, really good. And they really built on and they really moved on mm. from the original one. And then kind of the the original is, is the dark horse, you know, 20 years down the line. Oh, that, you know, everyone talked about the second one, but, you know, the main one, was the, the original one was quite good as well. I guess you got to look at, would you prefer Chamber of Secrets to Philosopher's Stone? I don't know. I don't have a, I don't have my order in those in those. In those books. What about, I mean, maybe Two Towers better than The Fellowship? Probably. With the books? Return of the King better, I books? mean, yeah. Well, Empire Strikes it's, Back. It's essentially one Hope. book. It was never supposed to be split up, actually. He never meant it to be split up into three. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sections, it's, but it's they thought three, the publishers um, wanted that. Yeah. They're, they're, they're broken up into um, kind of uh, nine, nine books. Nine books. Yeah. So three three books per per book that, as we know Fellowship, Fellowship of the Ring is three books or is it four this thing is three I books I thought it was only two two for Twin Towers the photo Sam saga and then yeah they do tell it from two different perspectives mm. you could be right it could be two so therefore six but overall. it's three by yeah six am I wrong about should I always play it down should I always be low key no. and then enjoy it no. when it comes or, or should I should I get on the hype train yeah, on the hype train. Do you think it's down to my personality or down to the individual no, in question? I mean, it draws it out more. You know, I mean, like if you just like watch a match, like a final, it's over in a few hours. Yeah. And so you, you think you think that is a legitimate part of the event? Yeah. Especially nowadays, it's it's enjoyable being excited about something, looking forward to something. Yeah, it's great. So you think and that's yeah. part of that? That's part of the the entire thing. That's part like, of yeah, the experience. Well, if if it gets you going, yeah. Okay, but then you you're we we talked about spoilers on. Say, what about say this Zelda game that's coming out? Mm. How much information do you want to get before before that? I'm not much like you. I don't I don't research things too much. before yeah. I just I just remember. Okay, this is coming out yeah. now, and I want I want to see it when it comes so, out. So I you, don't I don't obsess about it too much. So you do avoid the hype train though. Then in terms of those things okay but I don't think it's it's bad to get on (laughs) okay yeah I think I think I'm I'm firmly on the hype train that's part (laughs) of my enjoyment one thing I don't like is film trailers Mm -hmm. that might like a comedy so they'll include all the funnest bits in the trailer you see the film you're like oh yeah well that's a bit from the trailer yeah whatever and they don't laugh as much as maybe did watch on YouTube because like well whatever they just included all the best bits in that 90 second ad Mm. and that's it I hate the I hate the way ads trailers are always the same for pretty much all movies. It's always <laughs> the same voice. Well, let's see. They had a documentary about your man who had a. <laughs> no, Rob Schneider's going to find out. <laughs> Being a stapler is harder <laughs> than it looks. <laughs> it's just like that, or it's like, or it's like, uh, it's a deeper voice. Thirteenth of December, nineteen. You know, it's so funny. They're all the exact same. I think actually, and they all have these kind of cheesy jokes and there's always oh, a yeah. pause near the end of it. You know, the joke and then pause and then they go back into the music and like... <laughs> I was watching uh, Monuments Men. I, I I didn't enjoy it that much. You know this cliched scene of like the getting either getting the gang back together or recruiting all these individuals into the big team? I've realised how big a 
a trope that is in in movies, and that I bet you if we if if I looked at this longer, there would be a ton of these things that directors and, and producers and writers just stick in to the film. Yeah, because it always feels good. It goes back to my of this podcast, the one overarching theme that anything looks good in a montage. Everything <laughs> and anything will look good I mean, in the montage. It's not like look at you know Magnificent Seven, or, um, you know the original Ocean's Eleven films. Yeah, it's just the same idea. Yeah. Just get the gang. But it's great. I love. I, I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> using it that movie is hilarious. I'm not condemning it, but I just. It's so good. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy I, it. I'm almost positive in this new Star Wars film that's going to come out mm-hmm. next year, mm-hmm. 2015 or something. Mm-hmm. There'll be some kind of a gang getting back together. You scene. think so? Yeah. When Luke and Han get back together, it's going to be like this big, huge. Dramatic crooks of the film, and everyone's going to like go. Whoa! Yeah, I wonder if they. I wonder if this new Star Wars movie will, in fact, just pander to the audiences that want to see that. What um, is it supposed to be? I mean, chronologically speaking, in terms of the after the sixth one, after Return of the Jedi. So it's it's the latest thing to happen. Yeah, essentially. it's it's, it's going to timeline. It's after your man. Dove kills Darth. Well, it kills DV. So when, what's going to happen? It's when like Han Solo. <laughs> Wait to see. Yeah. Get on the hype train. Maybe speculate <laughs> yeah. about it a bit more. Yeah. Actually, Come up with a potential plot. I saw your man Harrison Ford broke his ankle filming yesterday. Uh, filming last on week. this. Filming on this movie. Yeah, he, I think supposedly the rumor is he was trying to slide underneath a doorway. Hey, look, Harrison Ford, Ford has some excellent career longevity. Yeah. yeah. So was he trying to get his hat as he slid through it? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was wondering, yeah. <laughs> Grab his hat with his leg and he's crushed. Oh, no. They should have had a, a whip scene where he whips his hat towards him. The possibilities. <laughs> oh, dear. I was also um, listening to a breakdown on the radio of numerous, the, like, the best films of all time. And this ties into what the way we consume things, how it changes our perception of them. Your man was giving the list of the great, greatest films of all time, or maybe the, the, the most popular films of all time. I'm not sure... Term- not in terms of record sales, but rank number one was Star Wars Episode Five, and he said this is quite a dark movie. It's it's so this movie is so well known that we actually don't give it the credit it deserves. I mean, it's quite dark. The protagonist discovers that the antagonist is actually his father, and he chops off his hand. I wonder, like in Extre- the cinema watching that film, how you reacted? Yeah, because it, it's such a part of. of and it's kind of, of everyday, not almost everyday life, but <laughs> we know this so well. Yeah, yeah I wonder. It's happened so often. I, I, no, but it was. I think it was like the Trailblazer, wasn't it? Like this had this been done already? You mean chopping off hands? No, I mean like <laughs> finding out your 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 dad of is a villain. Not. Of course not. Um, yeah, I mean this is one that's kind of set the it's not really... the bar, as it were. And then all these other films started doing it. Right? No, 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 I mean like I mean, ha- was this like a a cliche in films? No, before the film came out. Oh, I don't know. No, obviously not. But it's yeah. just it, it's so well known that we don't really give those that film the but credit. Like, if you're watching it back in well the 80s, sometime if you went to the opening of the film, what would you have thought? Yeah, this I think it's the whole sci- sci-fi thing. That was it's the whole sci-fi craze. Reagan. It's the whole sci-fi craze at, this, at the time. That's why it's so famous. Not because no, but I mean, I'm father, just, Although that's one of the I'm just, like I was just the asking about the film. I was just asking how would this moment have been like reacted to by fans. Because obviously no internet, so no spoilers maybe at the time. Mm. I, I imagine it would have been a good secret going into the film, and then if you were if you just got to that point in the film, as like a nineteen year old back big fan of the first film, you're watching this. Nineteen seventy seven, the first one came out. Obviously, nineteen seventy seven, and the Empire yeah, Strikes Back in nineteen eighty. Yeah, because obviously we. I mean, it's common knowledge to us. I mean, you'd watch 
the films now, knowing that Luke's dad is, you know... Even the first three films now, I guess, you went into them knowing that this little kid in, like, the kind of F1 space thing <laughs> is going to become... A racer. Yeah, he's going to become, like, heavy asthmatic bad guy. asthmatic. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. It's strange. It's strange how 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 that's changed our perception of these films. Because I'm sure at the time they were, I mean, we we, we kind of ridicule them as uh, we don't really take them seriously as 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 pieces of sh- pieces of film. But I'm sure at the time they deserved to be. Yeah, okay, I think the fact that oh, they, they made are. three Very more much respected. Yeah, but I think the fact well, that not... three more came bef- after slash before yeah, way and kind of yeah. way <laughs> But to be fair, I grew up with those movies, not realizing that those were really bad. I those were to me those were Star Wars movies. Actually, I did like them when I was young. Yeah, did exactly. You, I didn't yeah. know there were ones before, and I just thought Darth these are Maul great. is very cool yes, bad guy. Exactly. You used to love George Jar Binks and your kid, and then and you then wa- you realized everyone hates. Him. And then you watch yeah, it like you just kind douche. of watch him passing. Like, how did I like this guy? <laughs> <laughs> like that moment when he accidentally kind of knocks those, I guess, bomb grenade things off the. And like they have they stop rolling on hill. It's kind of like, oh no, I did it again. <laughs> wow. George Lucas really should have just kept that. I'm big into Lucasfilm. <laughs> I'm big into just keeping it as a standalone great thing. He kind of they kind of ruined that film franchise, didn't they? But it's taking it I like things that are just built out, built from bottom to top as just quality, and don't go back and ruin it with a sequel or other <laughs> stuff. Just top to bottom, let it stand on its own as brilliant, like mm-hmm. Ilmatic. They want more money, see. Of course, we talked about this. We talked about yeah. this. Um, where's our film chat? Do you know Rain Rooney Rain had some Rooney, kind sorry. of a, a transplant? Yes, some kind of. Where did this new rhinoplasty? No, I don't know what it is. Where did the new <laughs> Where did the new stuff come from? The Who new knows? foliage. I don't know. Maybe his back or something. Took skin from his arse. Oh, mm. cut that. <laughs> no, but I mean, I think that, isn't that the procedure? What they take some kind of. Lower back, and put foliage, what, what and did put he get? on top. What did he do? What did he I mean, get? He, he was bald, so they, he did like some hair transplant. Oh, but isn't that is yeah, that from some lower back from the Gucci or something? I don't know. Oh God! Now, how is a famous Irish now it's cut. sports star known as or referred to as the Gooch? <laughs> Call him the Gooch Cooper. I know nothing about GAA except that there's a Gooch. guy called the Gooch, and that he's quite talented. <laughs> Why do they call him that? Gooch. Hey, Gooch. What's up, Gooch? Well, I mean, Gooch. Gooch. You have also just... You have strange nicknames in, like, J.A. Yeah. Podge. Yeah, how do they stick? How do, they, how do those names stick? Like, Hatch. I remember there's one jockey in the Grand National one year who was called Slippers. <laughs> why, why are we talking about jockeys again? We had enough AP McCoy chat names. last week. That, that survived the cut. <laughs> I did survive the cut. It was an important part of the cast. Mm. Why haven't you listened to our episodes of our podcast? How do you think, like, you get a nickname to stick... Um, yeah, by the by, the person you give it to resisting that name is that it? Yeah. yeah. Could you imagine if you had to name your kid? It sounds good. It sounds all right now. Our names sound all right I now. Name, I name my kid some sort of utensil or <laughs> some object. <laughs> utensil. Yeah. I thought you said you were going to name them. I utensil. could just call them utensil. Yeah. You pronounce pronounce utensil. What's Jay Z's <laughs> daughter called again? Blue. Blue Ivy. Blue Ivy. Yeah. Blue Ivy. Blue Ivy. Oh, I call, I call it like the Latin name for some plant or something. <laughs> Heterohelix or something. <laughs> how do you get that to stick? I mean, how would you name name something? I mean, it just it's just that it takes time. You Quirkus, just, you that's need a to, good name. You need to say <laughs> it. the land for oak. Quirkus. <laughs> is that you need to say it enough times and then it sticks and then you realise, okay, this sounds legitimate? Pretty much, yeah. Uh, what, at what point do you think you could call your baby one name, then kind of say, actually, no, change your mind. 
it's not called something else. But that's what I mean. If you change it to something else, it won't sound. Even if you, the first name was weird, changing it sounds weird. So you need to just like refer to them as their full name like a hundred times. I remember my dog got confused because all different names people used to, like to refer to the dog. Mm-hmm. It's like gone crazy. I don't know. I don't can deal with that. Yeah. I think there's a range of names you can. Figs is his main basic name, but we call him Figgy, Figgles. Uh... Yeah, but that's all derivation of the of the original yeah. name. Apparently, Dr. Dre had a second album that was shelved after The Chronic, known as... What is he a doctor in, actually? Um, he... <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, thought, I, I couldn't come up with anything witty there, though. If I was intelligent, I would have come up with like the, the fancy Latin word You're going to for... come up with, that, with something funny, like, a few hours I'm... later, you're like, oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> the fancy Latin word for uh, an ear doctor. Mm. Uh, I'm think... actually, what I'm actually going to do is uh, I'm going to look it up <laughs> now a, and then cut a, it in. What's a butt doctor again? I used to think remember? that Dr. Pepper was a rapper as well. What's the what's the technical name for a, an arse doctor? Dr. Dre is a otorologist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, snappy. <laughs> I have no idea what an arse doctor is. And I'm not looking it up. Uh. Um, but his second album was called <laughs> The Chronic 2, A New World Odor. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, how did it That's he's, awful. He's referring to himself as odor. Name, as opposed to order, New World Odor. Odor. <laughs> But I just thought, like, how did he come up with that name? Yeah. Oh, no wonder the album was shelved. I mean, smell. He has enough money, I doubt he get, really gets a crap anymore. Yeah, but to be fair, that was in, like, album was due to be released in, like, 93, so, te- mm. like, 20 years ago. See, I know he... It's kind of sad, I think, that his most famous contribution to the world are some headphones. At least for most people. And what's your most famous contribution to the world? No, yeah. no, but, like, he's yeah. a big Why is boy. that sad? It's just... Oh, no, I mean, made a lot of money. Well, yeah. yeah. Which do you think he it likes? Was, it was bought by Apple recently, wasn't it? Yeah, it was I really mean, good idea. I honestly can't name one of his songs. Oh come on! Gosh. You can't come name on. one of his songs. You know, you have to know. I probably, these two. I probably Everyone know. Everyone in the world knows the least two. I probably know them, but I just don't know like it's him. So give me. What, what do you think? Cut. That's amazing. <laughs> Keep going there. Right? <laughs> You gotta leave your own in. Should I do that again? That was pretty good. No. Please, <laughs> didn't do requests. You do know. You know, still well, Dre. A, well, that's survived to cut. That that's that's gonna be the intro. Mm. No, I mean your one. Oh no, mine's not gonna survive the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get lynched when I go home. That was that was very good. Mm. Not pretty good. Yeah, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good in general. So, um, any hopes and aspirations going forward? Who do you think is gonna win the World Cup? We talked a lot of sports this episode. Too soon. Too I like, soon. I like Colombia. What about Germany? Will we just go for Germany? Even though we haven't seen them. Plane today. Germany. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. A lot of stuff when it's all over the place and... A lot of BS. Yeah, that's kind of what happens on this podcast. Um, If you like us, please review us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Email us with questions, comments, hopes, dreams, <laughs> anything you want to email us about <laughs> at ydkpod at gmail.com. Thank you for listening Didn't to today's podcast. Let's I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you didn't think we were talking too much nonsense nonsense about all of this stuff and uh, enjoy bye <laughs> okay let's go